Why is everybody staring at you? Not me, you. Because of the callbacks? I can't have people staring at me, I really can't. It's the start of something new. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to racketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or who what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Chris, we are back for part two of our high school musical number bracket here. And, and before we dive in, I just want to reiterate that you're going to want to become part of Jerry's Gang. We're closing in on trivia night. You're not going to want to miss it. We've already started writing out the questions. We have some very fun rounds that are happening this time. So please join us if you can. If you can give us the the $5 a month, you get some bonus episodes. Chris and I back in April did a couple of solo shows, which were fun because it was kind of our little niches. We have a great Patreon only episode coming up very soon regarding a certain film that Chris has yet to see and we are going to watch it together. So you're going to want to be part of the gang and uh, listen to us talk about that. Uh, We're back. Part two of this discussion. I found myself leaving last week really wanting to rewatch the first film and then maybe dabble in the second season of High School Musical Musical the series. I hadn't. Haven't done it it. yet. I'm I'm worried. I'm a little worried, uh, but I'm interested now. I might have to read some reviews before I do that. This is so this high school musical, the musical, the series is evidence why there should not be seasons of TV shows. Anymore. Oh, like e- everything should be a mini series. Movies should not exist. <laughs> series should not. Everything should be a mini series. An eight episode mini series. You get eight hours to tell your story and that's all you need. I like it. It's just perfect. Beginning, middle and boom. Yep. Done. Hot take, but I think it's accurate. I, I've I've always I've only had success with miniseries, and I've mostly been met with failure when it comes to like <laughs> <Everything> nine <else. laughs> seasons series. The Office, oh, Friends, <laughs> Seinfeld, yep. incredible. Okay. Curb your enthusiasm. Love Curb, but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's going down. Big Little Lies, fire. Oh, gas. White Lotus, fire. Yep. Telling you it's all about the miniseries. High school musical, the musical, the series. What are you what is you doing, baby? We don't know. All right, anyways. Bringing it back. Rejoining the pod for part two of this best high school musical number bracket is Andrew. Andrew, what is up? Have you have you thought about these songs anymore in the last week? Did you have them on the iPod where you're studying for finals <laughs> when you're going on runs in LA? Are you just are you just vibing to breaking free? Honestly, after our last pod where we did like a 25-minute breakdown of I Don't Dance, <laughs> I can re- rewatch that. 
over and over and break it down because it is one of the most absurd <laughs> songs ever. Oh, well, you got to love those Mets minor leaguers who did it. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. it was last year. That was like oh, wow. the, the the universe kind of like, uh, what, what am I sure? The planets kind of aligned. And, yeah. Uh, the, the light of God shone down <laughs> on us in that moment. Um, anyways, spoonful of sugar. They're great. We got them. Sure are. Kyle Skinner, what do you got? It's Modelo time yet again. Oh, uh, I have a feeling that this is going to be... Remember that one bracket where you drank the, the what, 805 from Thanksgiving? Oh, yep, yep. And yep, yep. I think I'm going to have a similar situation with Modelo's. The reason oh, being no. is that a couple weekends ago, it was Nina's birthday and we threw a barbecue at, at Lake Temescal here in Oakland and we bought way too much beer. So now we have just a ton of Modelo's laying around uh, both in our fridge and outside of our fridge waiting to go into the fridge. So this might be the theme of year three of the pod is just me continually drinking Modelo's when I've run out of time to make a cocktail. I, I'm not mad at it. It's a great, you know, light Mexican lager, but I have a feeling that in three brackets time, I'm going to need something else uh, for my spoonful. Hmm. Chris, what you got this week? Well, High School Musical is all about sports, um, and I got myself uh, my last Kachina. Ooh. We, we, we've run out. We need a restock for my Kachinas, but ah. uh, uh, I... I, I I might have been a little bit in, ambitious in in announcing my Suva beer uh, series because um, I went to three other cities after Cleveland and I didn't get a beer in a single one. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I just ran out of time. Like, yeah, dude, that, it's busy. You're you working, know? And man. I'm like, You're I've spent I spent like 20 hours in Milwaukee, the freaking beer capital of the <laughs> world, <laughs> and, and I couldn't I couldn't pick up a single can, not no, one Lucy. Man made its way with me back to California, disappointed in myself. Nah. I'll, I will try and do better next time, Mouse Madness listeners and We're people who are invested you. in my Suva beer experience. <laughs> We're counting on we'll, you. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I did leave all of my blue uh, my blue mind melds or whatever they were called in my room. I said, <laughs> okay. I don't want any more no of these. More. They were so bad. <laughs> um, I do want to point out my outfit again. Um, oh, this time please, I'm, I'm rocking the, the light. I'm rocking the light magic hat that Kyle got me for my birthday this year. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out, light magic has survived our trip to California's Great America. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm rocking the VMK shirt as well, which oh. uh, VMK and High School Musical peaked at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, wow. That like 2007. So, so I'm feeling especially nostalgic with this outfit I got going on. Wow. Andrew, what's your spoonful in SoCal? So I went with the LaCroix again. Um, mm. LaCroix and vodka. What did you call it last week? LaCroix Bolton. LaCroix Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go with round two of that. Not a bad uh, choice. Okay. Well, to remind everyone, uh, the demographic we surveyed for our 16 high school musical numbers that went into this bracket. We asked Olivia Rodrigo Stan accounts. What is the best uh, high school musical number? And hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, Elon Musk has not burned Twitter to the ground. (laughs) And and the the Olivia Stan accounts are still out there kicking and they have the freedom to post whatever Stan content that they want. 
I hope you're doing well, Olivia Rodrigo stands, but you gave us uh, 16 high school musical numbers. We whittled it down to a round of eight. Only one Olivia Rodrigo song still stands, but she's still going strong. We got her. So to uh, remind everyone where we're at with our round of eight, we've got the number one seed, Breaking Free versus number eight, Start of Something New. Number four, You Are the Music in Me versus number 12, Walk Away. Number two, what I've been looking for versus number seven, all I want. And number three, we're all in this together versus number six, stick to the status quo. Kyle, I started us off last week with that breakdown of I don't dance. So why don't you start things off this week? I would love to. We have the number one breaking free versus the number eight start of something new. And we've got the mirror songs, everybody. We've got two of... The basically the same song from the same movie at different points in the film that mean a little bit something different, uh, but they have the same intention. So Breaking Free, uh, the the big duet at the end of the film between Troy and Gabriella. We talked a lot about it last time, but there are some moments that I wanted to continue to point out in this performance. So this is one of those that there's not a ton happening, right? Because these two have just given up their own worlds to come and perform together. Uh, Troy has left the basketball game. He's now on stage. Uh, Gabriella has left her, what was it, debate? Model UN? Science? Uh, Academic decathlon. Okay, great. Uh, And is in her lab coat and is on stage. And as the song goes on, as they talk about breaking free from the the. restraints that kept them and helped them back from being who they are and being together. They as well shed their their layers uh, to be just kind of plain and unmarked. So instead of the East High basketball guy, he's now just Troy Bolton singing the song and same goes for Gabriella. But here's Zach Efron misunderstanding the assignment yet again. So in some songs he puts a lot of energy into his lip singing. In this one, he does, but also doesn't at the times he should. And specifically, it's when, towards the beginning of the song, uh, Drew, his his actual singer, hits a note that he's obviously like straining or he's he's really going for it. And Zac Efron delivers it as if he's standing stiff as a board and just kind of like barely mouths it. And there's this dissonance to it. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But Zach redeems himself later on in the song because when he leads off that second verse with, can you feel it building uh, like a wave the ocean just can't control or whatever, that like a wave the ocean just can't control, he hits that Justin Bieber glide box step where that everyone was doing in the mid-2000s where he's like moonwalking in a circle almost. And then he does the... Now to you point across the stage over to Gabriella. And when I tell you that that is the perfect essence of what these films should be hitting a mid 2000s move and then obviously handing off the song to your partner, man, it is so good. That just tickles my brain. I love that part. And also Drew Seeley is his name, right? Uh, Great performance in this one. Uh, His voice just fits the, the octave perfectly. And Gabriella Vanessa Hudgens, she also holds her own. Like, it's great. And you can tell that she's lip syncing to her own voice because she's doing it just perfectly. And they also 
I mean, their movements match what they're singing about. They're soaring, they're flying. At one point, Zac Efron puts his arms out like an airplane and goes soaring around the stage. It's just, it's just the what I feel like is the the High School Musical duet to end them all here. It's it's just so funny to me, and the song is catchy. It's surface level, but it's also what I remember walking away from that film remembering. Uh, arguably the most probably and it's up against start something new which i said last time that i forgot about and forgot when it even happened and it's them at the ski lodge at the karaoke with the screens that don't make sense with the ensemble cast yelling things out at them maybe that person really couldn't hear the performance and was trying to get the director's attention like hey we gotta turn it up if you want us to dance on beat here who knows but they are performing and they are once again shedding their kind of barriers and they're getting into what this could what could be new to them. This this relationship, this friendship, we just met somebody, it's New Year's, who knows, maybe we have a kiss, maybe we go back and little do they know they're going to be reunited. Uh, Breaking Free is definitely the better number and feels much more what I want to see out of High School Musical, but not by a lot. I think that Star Something New nails it as well. It's a duet performed in front of a crowd where the crowd is very into it. You get even like, you know, they're dancing. You get the drama teacher and breaking free dancing in the aisles. Like it's it's very much a mirror of each other. But I like breaking free as a song a lot better than I do Start Something New. So I'm going to go with the one seed here. I have a question. I'm going to I'm going to give this one to Andrew, please. Um. I want you to take me through take me through a karaoke session. So you walk through <laughs> take me from the moment you walk through the door of a karaoke bar or wherever you're performing karaoke from the moment you walk through the door till you're on the stage with the microphone. How does the process work? Like what's the normal like karaoke form? So usually you have to try and find where to sign up. Uh, <laughs> No, not usually easy. And then you like find the like list of songs and then you have to like see if they have the song you want to do or you usually just like look through it and then pick one. Most people don't just like have a song in mind. They're, oh, maybe regulars. Some do. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then you usually have to wait like three hours. So usually just not like picked randomly out of a crowd. <laughs> this is exactly my point is uh, this is Kyle's worst nightmare. Yes, uh, it is. Going to a party and uh, you don't really want to talk to anyone. And not only does the uh, attention suddenly get uh, thrust upon you, but they make you go onto a stage and sing. Yeah. Um, so this, this, the way that they they're running this karaoke is just cruel, uh, <laughs> especially to like teenagers who are already very scared type people and don't want to be noticed by anyone. This karaoke uh, scene and session is my hell. If I go to hell, this is what it looks like. I'm just in a perpetual party where I don't want to be. And I'm being called on to sing in front of everybody over and over and over again. So Troy uh, goes to the party uh, it's New Year's Eve, and I guess the parents all want to get drunk together. So this is like a babysitting function, basically. It's group babysitting is what it is. Um, and everyone has to be there, and none of the kids want to sign up. So they're forcing people to see. <laughs> They've resorted As to you this. Do. <laughs> um, and so uh, Troy rolls up in... Uh, 
almost the exact outfit that I wore on confirmation <laughs> Sunday when I was in ninth grade. Um, he's got that, that early two thousands long sleeve button up. Uh, he's got one button undone and he's, he's untucked and he's got those, those jeans that are, that are not baggy, but they're, they're baggier. They're, they're on their way to skinny. They're halfway between uh saggy pants and skinny jeans. That was uh-huh. a, a transitional period period for, uh, uh, leg wear. <laughs> um, and Gabrielle is reading a book. Uh, I don't know why she's standing right by the stage reading a book. If you're trying to read a book and not get noticed, go stand in the corner. Stand by, stand, go sit at one of these tables outside. Like, yeah. don't stand next to the just, stage. Just you're going to get away. popped. <laughs> be away. So they both get the spotlight shown on them. They go up on the stage and like Andrew was saying, you normally pick a song and it's normally like a song that you know. Um, and so this is the interesting thing about this number start of something new is, was the, is this a pop pop song in the world of high school musical? <laughs> yeah. That blows my mind. I don't know. And like this is, uh, you know, in the alternate universe, this is like Katy Perry was kind of peaking at this moment too. So like, was this a was this a Katy Perry song? Maybe start us something new. Duet huh. with Josh Groban. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, and Troy and Gabriella both know the song because they can get called up at random and they know the words and they know how it goes. Like even if you have the words in front of you, if you've never heard a song before. You, you get lost. I mean, even if you have heard a song before, sometimes you'll hit a bridge or a verse in the song. You're like, Oh, it, oh I kind of forgot how it goes. And like, mm-hmm. they nail this song perfectly. So it must be a pop song and, and in the Troy, world of high school musical. Troy is throwing in like the, Oh, like yeah. Immediately. As soon as <laughs> Gabrielle, Gabrielle sings one vert line and then yeah. he adds that in. It's like, it's like a musical genius. <laughs> the all-time great musical improvisations in the Disney universe. The Jermaine Clement oohs and the Troy Bolton oohs. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're on the Mount Rushmore of of flourishes. So uh, we'll see who who makes the next one. Um, just a just a very awkward experience. So the other thing is this karaoke event is being put on by like a dude who's like the MC or like the counselor who's there. Um, and he calls them both or they both get called up on the stage and he says, someday you'll thank me for this or not. And then he goes off stage and then he never appears in the rest of the high school musical franchise. And I would just like to call out that that man set, set in set in motion all of the events of all of the high school musical things. If a butterfly flaps Just, its wings, baby. Did that boy flap his wings? <laughs> such a crazy, like, just one-line character that just made everything happen. Wild to think about. So yeah. so what do you think happens in, like, the alternate universe where Gabriella and Troy don't sing together and then she ends up at the same school as him? Like, do they ever meet? Do they just, like... I, I don't think so because their relationship is what breaks free yeah. the status quo that exists at East High. They're like the they're the compass that guides this shift in in the culture at the school. So I don't think so. I think no. they stay in their lane and and Troy sees the musical signups and he goes, I don't 
I don't like to sing. Like I never sung before. I don't sing. So why would I sign up for this? So yeah, yeah, I don't, I think it's, it's a pretty boring movie. I think they probably still win the state championship game. Does Gabriella sign up for mathletes? I don't know about that one because Troy kind of is uh, inspiring to her in, in mm. doing that, that like breaking out of your shell a little bit. And cause she didn't want to do the mathletes. Um, so she might've kind of flown under the radar and been just kind of girl in the back of the classroom. I don't know. You make a good point. They were in the same homeroom. So like you would have mm. assumed they would have had to interact at some point, but yeah. I still don't think that they would have like gone to that next level. Yeah. I don't think so either. And you bringing up the karaoke DJ uh, reminds me that the first, not reminds me, but, makes me want to say that the first comment on the video for this on YouTube is everyone saying thanks to the guy who made them sing and let's thank their moms for making them go to the party. <laughs> there you that's, go. that's what there it is. Go. I did. I had never even seen that before. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I kind of have the same feelings that you both have about this song in terms of like, a. This is an under the radar song that is actually very good. Um, and I really wish it was not going up against breaking free in this mm. matchup. Um, because I think it is a very, very fun song to listen to, to sing along to. Um, it's a solid one that's in the high school musical roster, but up against breaking free, I think breaking free just goes that extra mile to take on some of those thematic elements, you know, that idea that, um, everyone is kind of grounded um, in, in the term, in, in the sense that like, you know, a plane might not take off because it's grounded. It's not able to fly. Um, and, and people have these things inside of them. Troy wants to perform or be out there, do something different. And, and Gabriella wants to, uh, you know, put herself out there because she's so used to being in new environments and it's hard for her to make friends and she's kind of afraid of getting hurt again. And, you know, breaking free, like you got to break free of all that stuff in addition to the status quo and stuff like that. Um, so I think I'm going to go with breaking free, but just like you, Kyle, not by a lot. Yeah. Um, Andrew, do you have any parting words for start of something new? Just that, I mean, it's such a perfect opening to the movie because I mean, we got to remember back in, I think 2006, like you we didn't like there was no social media really to like tell you what is good or not um <laughs> I just had to like watch stuff i mean there's word of mouth of course but like uh, when you i kind of remember just like first watching this and that's the opening number and it's so good it just like hooks you in immediately yeah yeah and, and i like that I watched all of these things backwards. So I watched the series and then I watched three and then I watched two and I watched one. And it was very interesting kind of seeing it go backwards in time. And like that very like pure essence that you get from, from start of something new felt good up against those other just really bloated high school musical things like the third movie. It's like, wow, this really, this started as just a simple decom, you know, and like silly. And so I think that'll come into play in some of these later matchups. Uh, let's move on to the next round of eight matchup. We've got number four, you are the music in me versus number 12 walk away. Um, I didn't have either of these songs advancing in the last episode. Uh, Walk Away, we, we kind of broke down that it's uh, Gabrielle breaking free of her relationship with Troy and trying to come terms with the fact that she's becoming a, an independent woman um, out in Silicon Valley. <laughs> 
Um, and, uh, you are the music in me, the, the metaphor about love and music. I mean, I don't particularly care for either of these ones. I know that you both like you are the music in me. I think for just the sake of chaos, I'm going to go with walk away just because, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I do think that it's a fun listen. I think of all of the songs on this bracket that I've, I came across, this is the one that I was most like, Oh, you know what? Like, I think. I think this is pretty decent. I, I might throw this into like a, a massive Disney mashup uh, playlist or something like that. So I'll go and walk away. Tell me if this was just some sort of fever dream I had or was High School Musical 3 straight to theaters? Yeah. It, it was, yeah. It was an actual theatrical release. There was a whole premiere at the AMC in downtown Disney. Um, they, they wanted to cash in on this for and sure. I'm sure that they did. I, yeah. I wish I did some yeah. research to figure out how much they made box office opening, but yeah, cause I thought I remembered it being a big deal that this made it as a, you know, the second sequel is going to, to theaters and it's interesting, but it also makes sense why the songs are so bad in this one. It feels like they've had a little bit more pressure to nail exactly what they needed to nail and get their approvals exactly how they needed to get them approved. And what you get is this very kind of meh, bland, almost just recreation of other songs that have been done in the series before. And Walk Away is a perfect example, especially with Gabriella. Give her a song in which she's in her her house and she's contemplating life and contemplating her her relationship with Troy and with the people loved it the first time and they're going to love it again. It's the criticism that everyone has with the force awakens, right? Where it's just kind of like, Oh, give them the tropes that we've done in the past and almost characters down to a T that they've seen before and they're going to love it. And that's what you kind of get with walk away. And I think that's why I love you're the music in me so much is that they take this, high school musical trope of the ensemble song, but they root it in this duet that then builds up into a metaphor for everyone to get in on. Not just this kind of love metaphor, but like you are like the, our friendships are just as important and, and we get just as much out of the friendships with each other and the music that we find within each other as Troy and Gabriella get out of, their love for each other. And I like that. I, I think it's fun. You get Troy and you get Zach doing the absolute most with every move that he makes and Gabrielle really holding down the fort as far as performing to how you're supposed to be performing the song. At one point, uh, Zach like ducks down be- below the piano so that only his eyes are showing. And like, it's just a moment. Like there's nothing that comes before that. There's nothing that that not only warrants it, but then leads him to to a move that like maybe he pops up or he he like circles the piano. No, he just ducks down like below it and then pops back up. It's like what what is happening here? Uh, I I was just so pleasantly surprised by this song that I I it's gonna go on here. I I move in this one on. So Andrew, you're breaking the tie. Yeah, I mean, I think if anyone anyone who listened to last week week's pod knows uh i'm gonna go with you are the music and me um 
I think so. High School Musical three, like they were, it was released in theaters. I I was looking it up, and it was released like a year after High School Musical two. So like that's not like that long of a time to work on a movie. They probably (laughs) were like, okay, we need a script, and wrote it in like a week, and then like had like a six week week shoot, and then you know rushed it out. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of like thought put into it. It was just kind of generic. And I think, and it's, it's like not a horrible movie, but it's just not memorable. And that's kind of what I think of walk away. It's a good song, but it's not something it's not even in the top 10 songs I would remember from the series. Sure. Uh, I do want to point out the box office numbers cause Please. I pulled them up. Uh, high school musical three senior year made $90 million domestic. So that was the 29th highest grossing movie of 2008, uh, right underneath the bucket list, uh, Beverly Hills, Chihuahua, and 10,000 BC. (laughs) But right above movies like Pineapple Express, National Treasure Book of Secrets, 21, um, finished about 20 spots above Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Best of Both Worlds concert tour, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Baby Mama, Yes Man. So Interesting. um, 90 million doesn't sound like a lot, but back then it was like, you know, fairly decent. What's crazy is that it made $160 million international. Yeah. So $250 total, $250 million total box office in 2007 dollars. So, right. And I'm seeing a budget of 11 million. So they, uh, they got all, they got all that. They got all that. They knew what they were doing and they did the job. Uh, I get it. All right. Let's move on to this next matchup. It is number two, what I've been looking for versus number seven, all I want. We didn't get to dive into uh, what I've been looking for as much besides me saying that Ryan's got himself a sassy box step, but it's the, it's Sharpay and Ryan's uh, audition song. And it is just the most full send performance that you'll see out of somebody at an audition there. And they remind me of people in probably more so like middle school uh and i guess high school who would do stuff like this at auditions where everyone else is just trying to like you know calm their nerves and and like just perform to the best of their ability and then you have like the showboat kids who did like community theater and is coming in to do this you know the school show and they're going way too hard and everyone is rolling their eyes at them so I like that that depiction is it feels very spot on. It might be exaggerated, but there is always like this audition. Uh, I like that the two of them have obviously worked on this for a very long time because they have a move that corresponds with close to every single lyric. And that just keeps at least me wanting to continue to watch further and further and further and see what kind of weird setup, weird dance move, weird arm gesture that they're going to have as they continue with the song. And it's an interesting song because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but then we get Troy and Gabriella singing it later on, right? In the film. And it's more of like a heartfelt slow down version of it. Right. So it's, I like that they've, they weave that in for those two. Uh, you get the, I probably what the best form of Sharpay that you probably like, Chris, where it's like this poser Sharpay before she starts to unravel in the in the later films, where she's 
exactly what you described her as being with the shops at Limited 2 and is wearing the sequins and like this she uses it as a sign of status because she feels like she needs to overcompensate perhaps for what she lacks and you know then you get the Gabriella who shows up and is actually like very very talented and that just leads into Sharpay's kind of unraveling not only in this film but like the character loses its its muster and they couldn't really figure out how to keep her going but this is like the Sharpay that we we know and love which is the over the top overcompensating jealous type uh, and I just I really like this number. I remember this was definitely one. And did you say that this was a song that Elizabeth would like fall asleep to? Uh, yeah, that and you was would the one. and you would start bobbing your head. Yep. I'm with you on that. <laughs> this is like this was like the guilty pleasure song when this film, this whole film when it came out. I was 12, and so this whole film was a guilty pleasure watch for someone like me who was like. High school, no, stupid. And I watch it, I'm like, wow, I actually really like this, but I can't let anybody know that I really like this. And this song in particular was that. Uh, it's just so catchy. It's so silly and lighthearted. And, and it's what High School Musical feels like it should be to me. And, and it's the essence of that first film. It's up against All I Want, which is the... Olivia Rodrigo song that Disney put all of their chickens in the basket to eggs in the basket to be her her you know launching point and it's very good and it's it describes her character exactly where her character is in that first season being torn between these two guys that aren't giving her what she needs finally we don't have like the the girl lead being like ah I don't know which boy I'm torn between each boy and I I just like them both so much. And it's more so like, no, nah, they don't fulfill like what I want. And like, that's important to me. And I'm the one taking agency here. It's great. I like it a lot. I like it for her character. And I think Olivia Rodrigo really stands for that. And she sings, I mean, performs a song, any song that she does in that series phenomenally. Uh, but I think that it, there's, I'm still, it doesn't pass the vibe check for High School Musical. While what I've been looking for is that it's that vibe. This is the one song I think where High School Musical pokes fun at itself with how over the top this is because then they continue to be over the top. But the rest of the film is like, okay, now we're going to get serious and like, hearts are breaking and our two main characters are, are going to have to make tough choices. But this is where they were able to let loose and I really like it. So what I've been looking for is going to move on. Um, I really enjoy the way High School Musical, the musical, the series depicts high school life and, and specifically depicts uh, performing arts in high school. Mm. Um, and the way that they did it in the show paralleled quite well with my experience um, in high school performing arts. Uh, we had a drama class that was sixth period um, every day, except for, I think it was like Thursdays or something when we had block scheduling. Um, and there was no like theater click, you know, like the theater kids didn't hang out with each other hmm. outside of class. Um, and everyone was really good friends in class, but 
um, outside of class, it wasn't like we all ate lunch together or like, you know, a few of us would maybe hang out with one another, but like as a group that just, I don't know, it was, it was a bunch of people coming from different high school experiences, um, at the end of the day and just kind of checking it all at the door and participating in something together. And the movies do do that too, to an extent, but it's done in a much more realistic way in the series. One of the other things that I think the series does really well is it captures how emotional high school can be for kids. And, uh, particularly when it comes to relationships and, um, learning how to do relationships. Um, and like with so many characters, you can kind of see the intensity, Mm. um, and like just how much emotion is involved. Um, Carlos and Sebastian, uh, have a great little moment in the, uh, it's not prom. Is it prom or homecoming or spring fling or something? I, I don't really know what it is. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe homecoming. I th- yeah. Homecoming sounds, sounds right. Um, and like Carlos is just taking it so seriously and like he does a whole number anyways. Um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I love it. And like as an adult watching it, you're like, you know, it's not that big of a deal kid, you know, like you're fine, but you know, it, it hearing Nini do this song all I want really kind of took me back, you know, and I kind of had to kind of remember what it was like to be a high school kid or maybe a middle school kid who was kind of experiencing a lot of these feelings for the first time. Um, and they feel so much more powerful, um, because they're so new and like unexpected and you go, and it's just, it, it's like painful. It's like, it feels good, but there's like also so much hurt involved with, with the roller coaster that goes along with feeling them. And the song, All I Want really explores that, you know, it's like, I really care about this person, but I, but I don't know. I'm confused too. Uh, she says, all I want is love that lasts is all I want too much to ask. So it's that is all I want too much to ask the part where it's like, um, exploring the idea is, is like, uh, is kind of what my instinct is telling me to do. Like, is that actually a bad thing, you know, or like, is it a real thing or whatever? I don't know. It's just really complicated kind of experience. <laughs> and I think that this song captures it really well. And okay. I think this show captures all of those kind of human elements really well. Um, yeah, there's a lot that I like about, um, what I've been looking for. And, uh, I love what you said about Sharpay and Ryan being like the theater kids that come into the audition and they're just way too extra because that's what it's like too. Like when you have a drama class, like there's kids that, um, try way too hard and there's kids that like, don't try enough. You know, there's kids that you're like, why are you, why are you even in this class? Like you're just sitting in the corner and you're making fun of me because you think I'm trying too hard. And as you can tell, I was the kid that was probably trying a little bit too hard, (laughs) you know? And like, um, so, so there's a lot of dynamics at play there and, and kind of that idea that Ryan and Sharpay are like the villains because they're so into it, I think is really great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Olivia Rodrigo here. I'm going to try and <laughs> <Of> float, <laughs> I'm going to try and float the series as far as it can go just I because it. I think it has a unique element and like it's its own take on the idea of a high school musical, you know, and like to be really honest, high school is different nowadays you know the idea of like the click and bullies and like you know everyone having to stick and do their own thing and musicals not being cool that's 
that's gone. That is in the past. And so um, let's let's get our, a, let's get a high school out new, on the phone. Let's let's check in on this. <laughs> They're gonna be like, no, definitely yeah, you're wrong. It's, it's Sports still is same. still number one. <laughs> um, no, I just I think it's I think it's great. Um, I think it's worth staying in this bracket. So Andrew, you're breaking the tie here. Well, I would argue, you know, High School Musical might be the reason for that—that that there's no more clicks because of uh, <laughs> influence of the movie. Wow, what uh, an I'm icon! Not that important of a movie, but um, I, I am gonna go with what I've been looking for. Um, it's such a good song, and I, what you guys were saying about Sharpay and Ryan, I like that. You know, they're the villains basically of the movie, but you know, they're not like bad performers. They're, they're still really good, but they're also not like perfect. They are kind of like what you guys were saying, like kind of like posers where they're like bumping into each other when they're doing the number and stuff. Like I kind of liked how they, they told that line from like being, you know, not like these perfect performers, like they think they are, but they're also still good because, you know, they have to be good for the movie. So um, I, I just, uh, you know, maybe I'll change my mind after rewatching or watching the series. But for now, I think I'm going to go with the original movie and what I've been looking for. Next matchup, number three, we're all in this together. The finale song from High School Musical versus number six, Stick to the Status Quo, which is sort of like an act one break Yep. Um, in the first High School Musical. Uh, let's talk. I, I mean, you broke down the air cello uh, in a way that I really appreciate Kyle, but I want to dive back into the skater bros. Um, let's do it. We talked about them a little bit on the decoms episode and how that was the one that says, uh, like, Oh, a saw or like, what's a cello? <laughs> like uh, the highest Disney character bracket. Like these dudes definitely skipped fourth period to go have a little, to hit the outside J. Hit the outside J by the FFA building. <laughs> um, but uh, the way that like all of these skater characters are costumed is really interesting to me. Like this is Disney's take on what they think like skateboarding kids look like. Yeah. Uh, they're like wearing hoodies and like beanies and uh, like wristbands. Yeah, uh, they do not look like they skateboard. They look like an old Navy ad. Yes, that's exactly what they look like. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember like the, what the kids that skateboarded wore at my school. It was like they wore Dickies and like famous stars and stripes and like no fear and uh, monster shirts. Volcom, you know, like and yeah. that was it. And they wore like Etnies, Osiris, shoes, sure. DS, uh, DS, DZ, DVS, DC. DVS and DC, right? That was ES. ES. ES and DC. Oh, gosh. And DVS. Okay. KG wore, K, KG went through like seven pairs of <laughs> DVS shoes. Yeah, DVS. Global Skate. Company. Vans. Vans. I had some, some dope vans. Um, so no, they did not look like old Navy ads. Um, the girl who is the the brainiac who um, uh, I like to pop and lock and break. Uh-huh. I don't know her name, but she appears in every High School Musical movie. Martha? And sorry, is that her name? I think it's Martha. Yeah. Okay, we'll call her Martha. And not to spoil it for you, uh, 
she appears in a cameo role in the series in yeah. a way that is very forced and obnoxious and I hate it. Um, <laughs> but like you could see, you could see them trying to like make her a thing as the series sort of progressed. Um, but the part to me, I don't know why it has always stood out to me. Uh, I have this weird hyper observant brain sometimes that like gets fixated on the most random things. But, um, when I was in high school, if you went like this to someone, did either of you, what does that mean? If you look at it, then you like punch them. You get to punch them if they look at it. You get to punch them. You give them a little sack tap. Like it, they're, like pain is coming your way. You're not supposed to look in the hole. Okay. And so okay. when Martha, when Martha is doing like a pop lock sequence towards the end of the song, she kind of does this thing where she like throws her hand down. And it looks like she's doing the sign. And so when I was like in high school watching it for the first time, I was like, why is she trying to get us with that? Like they <laughs> just put everybody. this out on the Disney channel and like, she's like, Oh, uh, I, I was conditioned. I was conditioned to not look at it. So I would always look at it. Like, ah. Hope no one saw me see that. Did it? Yeah. It used to be like a, like a Twitter thing too. Like I feel like some, like, I think the Tigers, uh, our boy Greg might have tweeted it. Like there was a picture of a, uh, like Comerica Park, and uh-huh. hidden in it was like a little upside down uh, okay, and it was like one of those things where like zoom in on the scoreboard, and it says like go to yeah. the third base bag, and then it says go to, and then it's like, and then you go oh, ha, ha, uh, okay, okay, weird observation. It is um one of those numbers in the first high school musical that speaks to the theme of the whole franchise. Yes. That there is some type of status quo that exists in a, in a high school that everyone has a thing that they do and you should, you should always do that thing. And like, I don't think that I ever felt that pressure that like, if you're an athlete, you can't be a, you can't be a performer as well, but, maybe deep down um, people that experience those things at a, at a higher level might think that um, I've always kind of been someone who straddles the line myself. <laughs> um, but like Chad even sits down with Troy after the song's over and he's like, we've got the um, skater bros talking to the athletes and you know, the nerds think that they can sit with us now or the drama geek, something, something. Um, so like the kind of indoctrination um, is very present yeah. In this moment. And and each little group has this no, 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 no. And what I like about it is that when each group goes through that stick to the stuff and then they do some other different kind of refrain, um, the choreo is like uh matching their sort of thing that they do. Like the book people are kind of like marching like they're walking to class and they're like yeah. pointing at the text and like the skaters are like pretending to do like a little skateboarding. Yeah. I don't know. It's like that little stuff, those little moments of choreo that like made high school musical the hit that it is. We're all in this together. I mean, I just, I don't have a whole lot of specific things to say about it, but um, if you want to call start of something new and breaking free a bookend in high school musical, stick to the status quo and we're all in this together. Our bookend in its own right. Sure. The Ike, because it's kind of, it comes back to the idea that um, everyone's different, but guess what? 
we're all on the same, we're all in the same boat. We're all going the same place. We're all just trying to get through our high school healthy and happily. Right. So I think these songs kind of speak to each other as well. Um, I, I, I think the, even though we're all in this together, like puts a bow on the last movie. And I do think it's a really fun song. I don't think it's overrated at all. I like the theme and stick to the status quo. And I do think it's kind of a showstopper. So I'm going with that one. There was, I'm back on my social media video platforms. There was a TikTok that caught my eye that I think went pretty viral. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Martha will call her uh, like duetted with this specific TikTok. But it was this dude who the caption in the video was like, um, first day at East High and you're eating lunch. And it's the part of the song where Gabrielle is like, uh, I can't have people staring at me. I really can't. And then the song picks back up and it's like, no, that no scares the dude as he's like eating his lunch and he like shoves the food. It's all over his face. And like, he's like, what the fuck is going on right now? I can't ever listen to this song without thinking about like you being the one student that wasn't in on the on the entire situation here. It's so funny. I've watched that a million times. I'll send it to you after this. It's so good. It's so good. But the yeah, I agree with you that this is like the it's the mirror song here with We're All in This Together, which is great that they're matched up this way. But I'm also with you that I, I love We're All in This Together. But I think that this has a lot more, uh, ang- this has a lot more. This has more angles to it. We can explore this sta- stick to the status quo a lot more than we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Feels like the bow. It's the bow song, right? It literally is. They reintroduce all of the characters as they would in a normal musical to some sort of ensemble number. Everyone bows when it's after they've sung their part. Uh, while this really helps to set off if Start of Something New really did, this sets off the rest of the series as to like, here's the tropes we're going to continue to explore from movie to movie to movie. Uh, and it's making sure that you're true to yourself and you're not sticking to what others want you to be. So I like that a lot better. I'm agreeing with you. Stick to the status quo is going to move on for me as well. Uh, Andrew, what do you think about that decision? I think it is the right one. I think mm-hmm. I would have gone and stick to the status quo too, even though, you know, we're all in this together. I think, you know, you could argue it's the most iconic song of the the franchise of the movies. Um, and it, it's, it's really just a great song. And uh, as Chris mentioned last week, the dance is very iconic and, um i i I love when like ryan jumps in to like crowd surf and then he like gets picked up and then sharpay appears i think that's (laughs) a really cool transition um but in the end stick to the status quo is just it's just a better song for a musical these are both songs that are like very musically yes um and stick to the status quo just has more layers to it whereas we're all in this together is kind of just them repeating we're all in this together <laughs> yeah, over and over again <laughs> yeah cool all right let's move on to this next matchup here in the final four it's the number one breaking free versus number four 
You Are in the Music in Me. And I think that this is where You Are in the Music in Me's road ends. I think that You Are in the Music in Me is a great musical number. I think it's it's a fun song, but it feels very much like a hey, do you remember where we left off last time? Do you remember who these people are? Do you remember that Troy and Gabrielle are in love? Do you remember that they have friends? Uh, Let's remind you and remind you of all the side characters by putting the song together. And granted, it's a a very good song to do that too. Uh, But Breaking Free is what the entire first movie really builds up to and that you want to see that kind of closure that you we're introduced to at the at the beginning where it's like these two roads started off at this karaoke and now here they are performing on a stage the thing that they weren't comfortable doing in front of strangers and now they have to do it in front of all of their loved ones that they've had to feel like they've performed for in their own way right they're they're acting like the sports jock and they're acting like the the academic but really this is what they want to do and now they're putting themselves out there and the school has allowed them to. Their teams have told them to go pursue their dreams. They are all in this together before they have to tell us that they're all in this together. It's a way of really tying up the themes of the not only the films, but of this film, but the subsequent films in which they kind of can't do any of this alone. And they are breaking free of their, their status quo-ness, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to have this number one going into the finals. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been trying in vain to send your the music in me home for a <laughs> while now, and I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity to do it. Uh, don't think it's a necessarily bad song, but I just think it's a weaker version of, like you said, this Troy and Gabriella duet that involves uh, saying how much they care about one another and. And like you said, it's speaking to some larger things, but speaking, uh, they're speaking to each other as well. Um, so it works on a number of levels. So, Andrew, do you agree with the number one seed head into the finals? I, I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. Just personally for me, You Are the Music in Me has always been my favorite high school musical song. Mm-hmm. And the first, like, two minutes before kind of the other people come in. I just like that. Those are my favorite two minutes of the whole franchise. When, when Kelsey starts singing like very slow and then Gabriella joins and then um, Troy. And then it, it, I don't know. I I just think it's such a good song. Um, And honestly, a song I'll remember probably for the rest of my life, but I also love breaking free. So (laughs) All right, what song will go up against Breaking Free in the finals? We've got number two, what I've been looking for, versus number six, stick to the status quo. Um, uh, Here's the thing is, I like, uh, like, we're talking high school musical number, you know, and like (laughs) number involves more than just the song. You know, like what I've been looking for is a good song, but there is no number that is more of a number than stick to the status quo. I mean, when you factor in everything that goes into this song, the choreography, like every single one of the characters is in it. You've got the little spoken dialogue pieces in there as well. Um, And like, well, Troy and Gabriella aren't really a part of this song, like musically, they're in it. 
you know, and like the, their spirit is in it. Um, and, and while they are the main focus of high school musical, um, the high school element is also a focus of high school musical. What I've been looking for, the fact that it's kind of like, is it a Ryan Sharpay song? Is it a Troy and Gabriella song? I can't really decide. I feel like I listen to the Ryan and Sharpay one more often, but yep, totally. um, I, I, I'm going to stick to the status quo because I would like to see this song in particular go up against Breaking Free. I'd like to make a correction on something that I said about stick to the status quo. Uh, our guy uh, who loves to play the cello is not playing the air cello. He is quite literally playing a cello as the electric guitar solo is taking place. The cello is out and it's on top of the table and he's going down on it. So I uh, apologize for assuming that he was playing air cello because that feels like it would make a little bit more sense than what is actually happening here. Somehow, in this number. yeah. Yeah, the, it's, the lack of Troy and Gabriella is what has me torn about stick to the status quo. But as you were speaking on it, what I see the song doing so well for Troy and Gabriella is heightening their situation. Uh, for us, we're like, they're shy. They don't want to sing in front of people. They are worried about maybe what their their parents think. Uh, Troy's dad's the damn coach, for heaven's sake, right? Uh, Gabriella's mom it has a lot of pressure on Gabriella to succeed and get these scholarships, get into college. And you're like, okay, I get that. But at school, like they should be able to just do what they want and their parents won't really know because they're not watching them. No, dude, the entire school is putting this pressure on them as well. And it's such a what could have been such a throwaway number or even a throwaway pressure that they just describe or they like sit in the schoolyard and it's one of those scenes where it's like, Welcome to East High. We've got the skaters. We've got the goths. We got the music oh, kids. We've geez. got the nerds. You know where they break it the down in like girls, yeah, in like thirty seconds and let you know. Instead, they do what a musical would do, what the the film would do with the musical and its title, and they have this very big end of first act moment that involves everyone but our main characters to continue to set the stage for what we're going to see act two and three and they just do it so well in a very very catchy way that is quite unforgettable what i've been looking for is this is the same thing to me where it's like they're also setting the stage for like what Troy and Gabriella are about to encounter on their journey in performing at this school and the roadblock that is Sharpay and our villain, which is very important. But Sharpay isn't the only villain in, in the film. It's the pressures. It's the parents. It's the secret relationship that they're having. It's the multiple personalities that they have to uphold. Like there's a lot of influences that are beyond Sharpay. For that reason, I'm going to agree with you that stick to the status quo is just what needs to happen in these films to give us a sense of not only urgency, but understanding for what our main characters are going through. Andrew, we have our finals here with a one seed and a six seed, both from the first film. Uh, do you feel like that that makes sense? Do you wish that a little High School Musical 2 snuck its way in there? Uh, Probably. I, <laughs> I would like to have High School Musical 2 song, but I'm not... 
too upset. I think it's a really cool juxtaposition of having Breaking Free, which is a song where, you know, you, you're, you're showing the characters like practicing working on it for like a week. And it's like a number, you know, like something they practiced and rehearsed and sang, which is not like, you know, how musicals are work. Whereas the stick to the status quo is just pure like musical, like everyone's right. just, you know, dancing and singing. So it's, it's kind of what I love about the movies is it has both of those elements that of like realism mixed with musical totally. version. So I think it's an interesting matchup. Totally. Uh, and so let's talk about the one breaking free versus the number six stick to the status quo. And from the top, I said that my two favorite things in these high school musical films are a good duet and a good ensemble number. And I think that these two rose to the top as they should have. And the reason why I'm going the route that I am is because I think that the song is so important to the the film franchise. And I feel and it also is kind of important to I guess you could translate it over to the series. And that stick to the status quo. And it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's being comfortable with being true to yourself. And in the series, all Nini wants is to be true to herself and for these boys that are messing with her to be true not only to her, but to themselves. She wants Ricky to realize his full potential. She wants EJ to realize his full potential. And she wants her to live out her full potential. And that's that's them not sticking to what they've always thought they were, right? Uh, Nini always thought that she wasn't good enough to get that lead part. And here she is getting it. She's not sticking to with the box that she was confined into. It becomes way, it's way more obvious and cheesier in high school and musically in stick to the status quo and just that first movie in general, because you need to be able to digest the insanity that is high school life and that these absurd cliques and mindsets of what these cliques are supposed to be and the pressures that they have on folks that are in them and high schoolers in general. They're not as obvious as like the skater kid can't play an instrument and definitely can't be the cello because his friends won't know what that is. But it's a similar like vibe in which like they feel like they can't adventure into other hobbies or other interests because it's going to diminish the personality or the reputation that they've built up. And that influences so much over the course of all these films and does it in a way that is not only digestible, but it's fun. It's high school musical and vibe in that it's over the top, a little underproduced in which things are a little bit corny, uh, but you also get to move the plot along and it's not overly distracting. It doesn't skim past the point. It doesn't stay too long. Uh, I think that it's very... It's just it's just the quintessential high school musical song. And I think that's why it wins as the best high school musical number. Breaking Free is a, a beautiful uh, end of the film. Our lovers have come back together. They realized where they're, sh- they're supposed to be. They've broken free from the status quo. But if you didn't have the status quo to begin with, you have them. You don't have anything for them to break free from. So I'm going with the number six as the winner here. Yeah, th- like I I do agree that I think 
these songs kind of say something similar and they're, they're getting at something similar. And I think one definitely does do it in a more fun way. If you're approaching high school musical, the franchise as about what you talked about, Kyle, it's about breaking the chains and it's about the clicks and it's about breaking down those walls. Um, definitely. I think stick to the status quo tackles that kind of big picture idea a little bit better. And, and the idea that it's about a whole group of high schoolers are much better. However, like in watching all of these things back, I kind of gained a, a newfound appreciation for Troy Bolton as a <laughs> character. And like, I think I might have some bias there because I think Troy is, is one of the more like relatable Disney characters for, for like the way I feel about myself, you know, like sure. as someone who like, you know, looks a certain way and, and is involved in certain activities and inside of me, I, I feel, you know, a different way. Uh, I know that that was kind of vague, but you know, <laughs> I, I like I work in sports and I have really broad shoulders and I'm a tall guy, you know, sure. and like you might look at me and say, oh, this guy is like your your typical jockey kind of bro. And like I am to some extent, but like I also have a freaking Disney podcast. <laughs> like I like high school musical. So, you know, um, I, I, I relate to to kind of that element of Troy's character and I relate to the emotional nature of his personality as well. Like he's a, he's a very sensitive guy who, who wears his heart on his sleeve. And so dealing with all of these pressures, like is definitely not easy. And, and, um, you know, while you want to be, be a chat about things and kind of handle, go with the flow and just, um, kind of have a more carefree approach to, to all of this stuff. Like I can't help, but, but feeling for Troy and, and just, kind of the roller coaster that he goes on. So, you know, breaking free is a little bit more uh, quaint of a number, but I think it does the same thing that that uh, stick to the status quo does. But it adds in the element of not only are you breaking free of, uh, you know, the school's image for you, and not only are you breaking free of the image that you've put on yourself, but... Troy and Gabrielle are also breaking free as a couple, you know, like they're um, kind of trying to prove to themselves that they can make this relationship work. And they're proving to the school that they can make this relationship work. And they're, they're finding comfort in this, uh, this love story um, amidst the noise of numbers like status quo. It's this kind of more quiet moment and it's a, a little bit more of a, I don't know, emotionally pure breaking free. So I think that, that the choice, the, the, the presence of Troy and breaking free is, is what's going to put it over the top for me. I got the number one seed as, as the champ. So that means it's coming down. Here we go to Andrew. You're breaking the tie to crown the winner in your first ever mouse madness episode. So what do you got? A lot of pressure here. Um, so kind of everything what you said about Troy, like I, I relate to Troy a lot as well, you know, as a former high school athlete, as we mentioned on the last pod. <laughs> um, you know, I've always been someone who's been into musicals and, you know, I love Taylor Swift and, uh, you know, and I'm not ashamed to admit that while also like, you know, spend most of my life just watching like sports <laughs> as Chris knows um, <laughs> so I just think the relatability of Troy and then 
you know, I just don't think it would be right picking a high school musical best song that like really doesn't feature Troy and Gabriella because they're just two, you know, incredible characters. And that song is just, it's so good. And, you know, it goes back to what I just mentioned about how the differences in the musical style versus like kind of more realism. I tend to prefer the more realism and, you know, after the, these movies, like Glee exploded a, a couple years later, which, uh, you know, if you've watched the show is not, it, it features a ton of musical numbers, but it's all done in kind of like a, a, we're auditioning, we're like performing on a stage. It's not just like breaking out into the song. Uh-huh. Um, and Pitch Perfect was like that as well, which is a movie that came out a few years later. So I just think the lasting impact of breaking free, um, I would just have to go with that. All right. We have found it. We have found the best high school musical number out of one, two, three, two seasons of a series plus a Christmas special. And that is the number one seed breaking free from high school musical. And as we do at the end of every single bracket, we are going to clap it out. Uh, Chris, I started off this bracket by saying that I hadn't seen the third movie, hadn't seen the second movie since the first came out, only seen the first season of High School Musical, Musical the Series. I'm ready to run this entire thing back. I'm ready to hop back into the High School Musical universe and and rewatch all of these after talking about them for two straight episodes. I, I'm telling y'all, it's a Don't it's a on. fun franchise, and you know it's it's goofy and. It feels played out, but if you go back and watch it, you go, actually, like, I feel like I haven't watched these in a while, and they're, they're actually pretty fun and, and super easy to watch and pause and get up from. So if you've got a few days, you know, or it's a rain in one day, like, it's a, it's a, it's a good kind of, like, uh, it's a very doable binge is what I'll say. Yes, for sure. Uh, Andrew, my man. <laughs> Thank you so much for for joining us on your first Mouse Madness Bracket. It was great to have you. You broke a number of ties and you did some great work. Um, and thank you. We look forward to to catching you on one down the line. Maybe maybe get you into our Marvel rotation. Who Ooh. knows? Yes, please. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I'd love to come back for Marvel. Maybe we'll t- talk about some Marvel TV shows since there's like, Ooh. well, I guess there's not 16 yet, but there's, there's a lot now. So. There's plenty to talk about. I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you that. Um, and yeah, I know, I know you're a big star Wars fan as well. So we might get you back for some, uh, the worst star Wars prequel <laughs> character episode, oh. maybe. Ah, uh, let's do it. We're worst star Wars moments. Ah, we could also do that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that does it for another episode of Mouse Madness in another Mouse Madness bracket as Breaking Free enters the Mouse Madness Hall of Fame. We finally got High School Musical raising a banner. (laughs) Do you have something to say about our selection? Did we get it wrong? Do you have some great high school musical memories from maybe your high school, maybe your middle school, maybe your college? Who knows? Hit us up. Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. All those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. Once again, we'll go ahead and give you a pitch for 
Join in Jerry's gang at the $5 level. Head over to patreon.com slash mouse madness. Join us for Disney trivia on Sunday, May 22nd. And we won't be offended if you just pay the five bucks, sign up for Disney trivia, and then immediately unsubscribe. It's <laughs> yeah. all right. If you're like, I hated trivia, actually, so I'm going to... I'm not going to pay another $5. We, we understand. You can you can pay $5 when trivia comes back up. We do it once once a quarter. So once every few months. So come back. We, we got some, some Disney geniuses and we're trying to get some. We're trying to get some new talent in the trivia night to keep everyone on their toes. <laughs> uh, we, we do our best. Um, folks, uh, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's another great one. And uh, just remember... We're all in this together. What I desire is man's red fire to make my dream come true. Now give me the secret man club. Come on, conclude me what to do. Give me the power of man's red flower so I can...